Well, it took a long time for me to figure out what I was trying to do with my life. And after a lot of thinking and a lot of doing, I found out what it was. That was to be a father. You see, out of nowhere, my fiance Mary and I, which were planning on retirement, going out, living on the land, and seeing where the hell life would take us, we were going to get an RV and go ahead and cruise the world. Uh, we both had lucrative jobs, we had money, and we had things that we knew, uh, we knew that we needed to move on in life and do what we wanted to do. My oldest daughter, Bree, uh, had just turned 21, and she was ready to be on her own, you know, without dad and mom being around. So we decided that uh, we would try to take that road. So we went out, we were looking at RVs, we were looking at places to travel to, what we could do, how we could work to maintain, sustain life. And uh, at that time I was building houses and we suddenly got blessed with this little baby girl named Nina Ann. can't recall exactly the true way that this started, but what I do know is the moment that I found that bombshell of a woman, my Mary, um, I knew I was out of my league. I was up against the NFL when I was in high school football, let me tell you. This girl was a bombshell, is a bombshell. I mean, there's nothing that you wouldn't love in a woman that she didn't have. She was beautiful. She was witty. She was charming. She could hold her own and be a woman all in one. I mean, she is just absolutely a perfect 10. And somehow she came to me and uh, to my surprise, after 10 years, we still are together. It may only be by a thread right now, but we still are together. Um, our relationship has had those up and downs and left and rights, but we've never had the downs so much that we've said we're going to call it quits. Uh, we don't believe in that. Um, so that's what makes us work in this situation. It's pretty good, uh, because right now we need it. We are the, uh, Ozzie and Harriet and the Bonnie and Clyde all in one. And it is amazing that I've been able to find someone to carry on our life the way that we are and to share some of the moments that I would have thought would have been life altering, if not life devastating to me is our father's deaths, uh, identity theft, money loss, savings gone, uh, you name it. Our list is just, it, it, most people wouldn't even be able to stand or survive uh, one of these incidents, let alone all of them together. And that's what's happened to us. And yet we still are, we still are here and it's pretty damn amazing. And I'm thankful for that. There was never any better feeling I ever had in my entire life with any of the accomplishments I've had, which aren't that many, any of the people I've met, any anything. And that feeling I had when I would hold my two little girls and they had that baby smell and they looked at my eyes and that was daddy. And they knew that their dad would always be there for them, good, right, wrong, indifferent. But that love that was creating is just, it's just a miracle and one of the best feelings that you'll ever have in your life. And to have where I'm at now with that being taken away from me for for reasons that we'll get into further along here is just it's it's a feeling of unlike anything that I ever wanted to experience. Brianna was my first daughter. 
She was born March 9th, 1999. Beautiful little baby girl. Uh, really small, 5 pounds, 13 ounces. Um, she was my first best friend. She was uh, amazing. She was everything that I wanted. She, I would pamper her. I took her like I've never taken to any other person in my life. And uh, it ended up being that way for her and I and to, uh, through an entire life. Um, her mother left when she was, uh, when she was younger, when she was six, and uh, you know I didn't let that skip a beat for our relationship, and we maintained that relationship up through high school and then until now. Um, she is my first best friend, and uh, I'll always have that with her. I love her very much. Um, and then along came her sister. On uh, May 26, 2017, Nina Ann came along, and that reunited that not reunited, that re, uh, re-ignited the flame that was that of the, the love for a child. Uh, what an amazing feeling. It was a very scared feeling for me because I was older now and this was not expected. Um, but nonetheless, it was still an amazing feeling. I fell right in love with her the second I held her. And uh, I really want that opportunity to prevail here, but I'm having those problems with the Department of Human Services, which is where the story will turn and we'll move through it. April 22nd, a day just like uh, any other, a day full of uncertainty uncertainty, and in some ways ominous, but yet uh, exciting and uneventful, uh, as were most of my days with everything that was going on. However, there was some sort of a clout in the air that uh, was alarming me to events to come, but I just wasn't sure what those events were, and knowing now uh, what those, the events did end up being, um, it turned to be one of the worst days of my life, if not the worst day of my life, uh, a day which I never thought I would ever see, a day that I certainly never thought that my mother or Mary's mother or any of us would all see together and a day which I definitely know for a fact that none of us were, um, uh, none of us were prepared for. Um, they came, they lied, and they took our daughter from us. They took little Nina Ann and moved her away. And this is where things gonna get real for a lot of people. Sitting there after your kid's just been torn from you and looking around and everybody is just in such distraught and um, just been on this emotional roller coaster, um, you know, you're beaten down and you feel like you've just been robbed of your soul. I can only compare it to that as uh, one minute the little girl that trusted you and loved you and you were her security blanket was essentially just given up 
um, by the hand of the law, um, forcing its way into your life and taking them from you. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. Um, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to cry. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to murder everyone. I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I felt like, and I still do feel like such a letdown as a father, a husband. Um, I just, I, I don't even know how to redeem myself or if I ever will. Um, even getting her back uh, hasn't changed the armor of of causing that area of security to be um, not there anymore where I used to be big bad daddy and nothing messed with me or my baby and you know all that has now been uh, has been removed and it's shown that I am uh, I do have um, weaknesses and I do have areas of of flaws and and um, you're not 100% safe when you're with me. And that's a terrible, terrible, terrible feeling to have. And to know that your child must think that of you. Uh, especially now, it's been six months. And daddy still hasn't come to rescue her. It's just terrible. And the fact that the people that do this to you, People that do this to you don't know you. They don't know who you are, what you've been through, what kind of lifestyle you have, um, what the incident was, what, you know, they know nothing about you. They know a collective amount of information. They go ahead on a on an assumption and you go ahead and react to that assumption. Um, a lot of times these people with no experience whatsoever in the field that they're even working in, let alone the fact that they don't work for or they don't live um, the experiences of life you know they're not parents they're not um, they're just not a lot of things that they should be in that industry uh, you know when you work in the car dealership they want you to have knowledge of cars and they want you to know and been in the business when you work in a kitchen you need to know all kinds of serve safe rules you need to have experience you need to not only you know know how to cook but you need to be able to cook you know there's all kinds of things and jobs in life that require you experience necessary and I would think that one of controlling a little life and a live heartbeat and that of a bunch of people that are surrounding that live heartbeat in their lives, you know, that's a pretty damn powerful position to be in. And I would think that there should be a lot more guidelines and rules and regulations to go with such as such a position of power. It makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me that a person that has no children, fresh out of college, um, I don't even know what her other, uh, her other, you know, her resume states, but what I do know is that she lacks compassion and she doesn't care to do anything but win. And that's her mentality. And that's not what this job is about either. Her, her whole mentality is, and you can see this through her, is that she just wants to win. She's right. You're wrong. And let me tell you, that's the wrong way to feel. And I don't believe a person that has that mentality or that mindset belongs in a place where reunification is supposed to be the number one goal, which that means yell, that means love, support, um, caring, uh, all those warm, fuzzy feelings that I don't believe that certain caseworkers have. 
And I think that that needs to be monitored a lot closer because um, there's too much of this going on. I mean, my baby's gone. Uh, We've lost a big part of her life, a very important part of her life. And all these people are doing are just, just torturing her. She wants to come home every day and no one's listening and no one is listening. And that is the worst part about all of this. Um, I could sit here and cry about how I feel for hours, um, but that's not fair because that little one is out there on her own doing what she's got to do to get by. And I just hope by the graces of God that she isn't slowly, slowly forgetting that we were once the parents that could actually touch her and hold her and make her feel that safety net and the happy net and all the different nets and things that children feel. I just hope that she can remember that we were the ones that did that for her. Because she is just such an awesome little girl. So after she's been taken away, a day or two has gone by, we've been looking and we've been studying and we've been learning and we've been calling and we've been writing and we've been reading and we've been yelling and we've been screaming and all of these things. we got to come up with a way. We need to find a way to get Nina home because she doesn't deserve where she's at. we got to figure this out and we got to figure it out fast. And that's what we spent our time doing. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, since that day. And we won't stop.